It's funny. I started this adventure on the prospect that I'm just going to make something. And it was going to be real weird. <laughs> and it was going to be me sharing all these dumb stories about life and what being an artist was all about. <laughs> Still very much is. <laughs> no, it's just... I don't know, I never thought this would be as big as it is. It's episode 77. Jeez. Every time we go up an episode, I'm just like, wow. And you guys listen to this. You're amazing. I love every one of you. Thank you. Deeply. <clears throat> Holy shit. Alright, so... Welcome to the Painter Files Podcast. I am your host, Jaws Blake, as you very much know by now. Uh, on the podcast, we talk about all types of crazy stuff, and I tell you weird stories about uh, about um, being a painter, and the journey of being a painter, and then all the stories of how I got here. But you know all this. You've done. You've been listening to this for a while. Uh, to my new listeners, thank you, welcome, I appreciate you. To my refreshed, experienced listeners, we don't call anybody old, um, thank you, honestly, bottom of my heart, it's a beautiful thing. I was having this discussion recently with a, a few people, and they were saying the thing that they they noticed not necessarily what I needed to do, but they were telling me it's probably what they were trying to say what I need to do is to ask people to subscribe and like and share and comment and all these things. So I said it. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm so bad about that shit. I don't know. It's just weird. They don't teach you that in art school. They teach you so much, but they don't teach you that to ask for the sale. I didn't learn to ask for the sale until I became a bike mechanic, to be completely honest. And then, you know, I'd sell bikes, so I had to ask for the sale. And then everything else just kind of became easier, honestly. It's funny how that works. So ask for the sale. Ask for the sale is figuring out a creative way to ask someone to buy something that you are selling them. That they're not sure they want to buy just yet. And it's kind of funny because you want to stand there and swing your arm back and forth and kind of rocking chair on the backs of your heels. Going, hey, maybe you should try to make things. <laughs> but in actuality, you have to figure out how to just go. My strategy is humor. I will go, that just looks really cool with you. You should, you should figure out where you want to put it in your house. Or your studio. Or wherever the adventures you go take you. <laughs> and they go, wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Sometimes they go, wow, that sounds amazing. Sometimes they go, mm, I'll think about it. That means maybe. Uh, photography is going really well, guys. I'm learning so much about how to work my cameras. I'm, I'm starting to understand them again. I knew so much about them 20 years ago, and now I felt like I grew a third hand and I had to figure out what it does. This is for 
everyday use? Do I only break it out for special occasions? You know. I hope this fits. I hope I don't have to buy another set of gloves. Alright, the last part was weird. Um, no, it's just... You gotta do all this stuff. You gotta figure out what your spiel is, what your stick is, what your life thingies are. Oh, join my Patreon, by the way. I would really love that, actually. I'm trying to cultivate some stuff, and I love just having people to talk to on my Patreon. It's fun. <laughs> we talk about all types of crazy stuff. We do messages, we do emails, we do projects, we do all types of stuff. I even mail people stuff every once in a while. It's crazy. That's right. Physical things from me to you. And they're not even weirder than what you think they're going to be. <laughs> mm, it's funny with the photography thing. Back to that. I thought for a while I was only going to do black and white photography because that's what I'm, I'm set up to develop for at home. But then I started to think about it and I was like, me without color. What even is that? You know? Even when I do black and white stuff from painting and ink, it still has all this range, you know? It's not... It's not simplistic, it's not the end of things, it's not all those other aspects. It's growing, it's dynamic, it's finding itself, it's expressive. It's like little eye orgasms, <laughs> at least for me anyways, I don't know about you. Queer protection I guess, that's why. My suggestion when we're when looking at artwork, wear protection for your eyes. Um, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what to do for Awesome Con, the, the uh, comic thing that we're doing. I joined the network, by the way. I am a full-fledged member of Nerdy Bebop, so... We are officially affiliated. <laughs> it, it feels good. It feels good to not be alone in the dark anymore. It feels good to know that, like, they're going to do projects and I'm going to help support them and I'm going to do projects and they're going to support me. And just to not be alone in these things is, is hard. Is Sorry. To be alone in these things is hard. I remember watching all these groups of people growing up who had these art collectives and I desperately wanted that. I wanted to feel like I belonged to something because I always felt like such an outcast. And it never felt good. Like my style is definitely very genuine and of me and totally not borrowed, but or mimicked, but it was just such a lonely feeling to see all these people in North Carolina 
who are like, yeah, we're an art collective. We got all these people and these things and these friends and we've been friends forever and we're going to do all this stuff and it's going to be amazing and we're going to have art shows and gallery crawls and all these things. And I was like, yeah, me too. And they were like, you know, we're not really looking for a member right now. We'd have to kind of go on like a vote to see if we want you there. And... We're not really at the point where we're voting right now. So it was kind of like a solitary middle finger. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it actually really hurt my feelings. I was, I was very young, and I could have used some friends, honestly. It's just hard. Art is hard sometimes. But you grow and you become this... Enigma, this amazing thing. And you bring this kind of energy and light to things. And then you you don't need any of that stuff. I look at some of those art collectives now and those groups and I'm like, I respect the shit out of some of you guys. But there are other ones where I'm just like, none of y'all are helping each other become better artists. You need to you need to be there to be the support that people need. And if, if you're not, like and you're just some buddies and just be some buddies, but don't don't hold each other back in the process. If that can make sense. It's important to just always be moving forward in your journey. So all the art kind of comes together and becomes all these things. Keep looking at the clock. I hate looking at the clock. Anytime I'm looking at the clock, I feel like I'm not fully focused grabbing onto all the little bits and pieces of the things I need to go forward with and do. And so I just kind of go, because it just feels, it feels heavy. I hope in this life that I will bring this artistic megalodon. (laughs) I want to be this thing that when I'm gone goes extinct. And you find my bones and you read about me and I'm amazing. (laughs) I'm this prehistoric wild juggernaut. Where other people see other little versions of what, of things that are like me, but they're not. I want to be, I want to figure out how to be selfish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad about all this stuff. I'm just, I don't know, man. It's, you're taught so long to just always give, 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 give. My friend... Uh, I'm right, my friend. This person who I know, I'm associated with, uh, has cancer, has breast cancer. Like, it's crazy. She's getting help, and all these things are going on, but it's just. She's preparing to lose all her stuff her home, her business, her everything. 
and all we can really think to say is, yeah, that's, that's awful. That is definitely going to happen. But we will be there the thick of the thin. We'd do more, honestly, if we could, but most of us, you know, we're, we're five seconds away from catching a cold and losing large amounts of income from that. So we're not really in a position to help. So we're here morally and we're here uh, nutritionally and so on and so forth. But there's a helplessness to that. I don't know. There were so many people in art school I knew who had cancer. It was strange, honestly. They were living their lives one day, and then the next day they went to have something checked, and they were given this... They were giving this terminal phrase and then this emotion and this feeling and this anger and this frustration. And they painted it out and they, they took photos and they sang it out and they did all these things. And most of them got through it and some of them did not. And it was just this devastating thing that was just wild. Art has this weird hurricane effect to it where you just don't know what is going to actually happen and what's not, and then the after effects of it. And you try to come together with everything, and it's just imperfect, and it can't get... I don't know, it just can't get anything else. It'd be nice if it could, but it won't. Like, I'm... I'm oftentimes caught off guard by just... Sorry. I'm oftentimes caught off guard by... Just the... The helplessness of all these things. And I still pick up little pieces of art... From some of those artists that are gone now. From labyrinths. And... Little musics and keychains and all that stuff. These little things that people left behind. I wonder what mine will be one day. Oof. Sorry. <laughs> it's a little dark. Um, yeah. I don't know. This is the dark timeline for the Parents Miles podcast. No, um, I just remember it was it was this really art school was this really complicated place where like you weren't really guaranteed what you were going to run across was going to be this thing that was going to be the narrative going forward. Like everything seemed like a long drawn out story when it was happening this person wants to do this artwork and this artwork doesn't really work with this person and this person believes this is their medium but somehow they're competing with someone else who's not actually doing the same stuff that they're doing but they're 
there's only so much space on the wall in the gallery. And that's the funny part. That's the, that's the truth that I've run across in my life. That we are two artists. We are 20 artists. We are a billion artists. And we think we're fighting for this, that we have this this uh, moment that we exist for. And in that moment, we are fighting for the same space. But the truth is, we're not. There is enough space for all of us. You may not have the exact time frame that's mirrored via someone else's success and your success, but there's more than enough room on that wall for all of us. We cannot... We can't stab each other in the backs to try and get to these mythical places that don't exist. There is no Narnia for painters, <laughs> photographers. We exist in the world, man. We're going to put down and put up every single thing that means a damn thing to us. And people are going to see it and they're going to swoon. and It's going to be so beautiful. And that'll come. You just gotta grind. But then it gets to my next topic, which is we don't have to work so hard that we lose track of what makes us passionate. The joy of a beautiful creative mind is that you don't you don't need to spend twenty four hours every day trying to paint. The great artists spent two hours a day, sometimes not even that long, working on these masterpieces. And the rest of the time they just, they worked and they relaxed and they found their mind in the right place to be able to make something. I remember just reading that and just going, I can breathe. Oh man, I can breathe again. Hello. <sighs> Shake it all off. Just beautiful. And then in that, you know, I lost the ability to just create nonstop all the time. But I think in creating nonstop, I was driving myself crazy. The madness. That pursuit of that madness was just no longer... I'm yawning so much, and I apologize. Was so much... less necessary every single moment because I just I still create I still create sometimes and I don't even know I'm creating and I make things and I'm part of things and I'm doing things and they're they're so four and five and six dimensional in what they do and that's what's important like that 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 is actually the important thing And so I'm listening to music, and I'm watching movies and TV shows, and I'm laughing, and I'm playing with the cats and the dog and Alec and pens and pencils and tapping on things with chopsticks and eating salads and vegetables and vitamins and making these little foods out of rice and tuna fish and seaweed. And it's all just so beautiful. 
I think that's what's important. It's not money. It's not fame. It's not... It's that is those things are not success. We decide what success is. Pursue that, but don't lose yourself in the pursuance of that. See your dreams, open your jaws wide, and take giant bites out of them. And then swallow them into your body and let them become a part of what you have always been to begin with. Dreams with little bites on them. That's a dream. Dreams with little bites on them. Happy MLK Day, guys. <laughs> oh, God, it's never gonna come out the way it should. Happy MLK Day, guys. My goodness. Hmm. Last night was hard. We'll talk about MLK in a minute. Talk about this first. Last night was hard. My little Tom had diarrhea. terrified again it really was honestly I just kept seeing all these things of how I woke up in the middle of the night and Goose our old cat was seizing on the ground and she was dying and I just it was so hard to just close my eyes for weeks after that everything felt like it was on fire. I like to care of me. I think this this artist's life is oftentimes complicated because I came up with the painter files so that I could just share all these stories about my life and all the things that I had lived. And it never occurred to me that I was going to open up about how I'm living. <laughs> first thing I thought was, I was like, I, I don't know what I should say on the podcast about all of it. I think in this life, I have felt many different ways, and I've done many different things, but I have overwhelmingly suffered with depression, back and forth, through and through. For all the artists out there going through things, realize that you are not alone in that feeling. I guess that's the main thing to push forward on. You're not alone in that feeling. You will have good days, you will have bad days, you will have creative days, and everything in between. That's just life. I have been home developing quite a lot actually recently and my I've I've done four roles now and the first one the middle was blank but the pictures were faint on both sides so that was hard 
because I, I hadn't quite mastered uh, the ISO, which is uh, one of the settings for your your film. What type of film you have is your ISO. So if you look at the packaging, it'll say like 400 or 120 or something of that nature, and that's the ISO. So I had to learn to start pushing my film because apparently during the winter it is dark and muted and it is difficult to get a good photo going on in that when you don't set the ISO a little farther so for the 400 I needed to set it to like almost like 1600 so I did that yesterday with a film roll that I had half done and it worked out really well actually I'm realizing that my indoor photography, if I'm not facing a window, typically is not going to show up. Because it's just too, everything's too gray. So I need like super bright lights in order to get those to work. And I'm learning, honestly. I'm, I'm figuring out kind of this way in which all these things are going. Somebody asked me what I was doing with the photography. Like, was I transitioning from being a painter to being a photographer? No, I'm not transitioning from being a painter. I, I have all these plans of all these things I want to do with my artwork, but I have to get the fundamentals back again with photography in order to capture them and show them the way I want them to look, to let everyone see all the things that I've been working on. It's hard. Is very hard. And then I'm painting, and I'm worrying about the cats, and worrying about Alec, and trying to get everything going with with the con, and then the dog, and just all the stuff. It's nothing is ever easy. Nothing in life. Nothing worth a damn, anyways. If you love something, typically it is difficult <laughs> to pull off. And that's okay. I can deal with difficult. Hmm. So it's Martin Luther King Day. I don't know what to say about that, honestly. I think about all the quotes and all the messages and the way the world was and the well-wishers and the people who post quotes of MLK not realizing the context in which everything was happening. Like, some of you are old enough to have known when all that was going on. I am not, but some of you are. Uh, Most of us aren't, who listen to this podcast. But uh, I made it a point a long time ago to read about everything because I wanted to know about everything. Because I had this sneaking suspicion while living in North Carolina, they weren't telling me all the things about everything. That there was a narrative they were trying to put across. As in, like, uh, MLK was this historical figure who was huge, and that the country reveled in, like, his honesty and the beauty of the things that he was trying to bring forth into the world. And as I read books, I realized that, you know, most of the country did not like 
a black man speaking about equality. They were very much against that, so that was not a thing that they were willing to accept, nor were they willing to accept him. And when he died, not everybody was sad. Typically, racists were not sad. And racists were very abundant. Thankfully, the generation that came was coming up had more sense than the generation that was going by. It's wild. It's crazy to see like all these things in which we live in now, in today's day, where people don't seem to understand the very simple aspect of what you consider to be popular may not necessarily be right. I think about those kids in cages, and I think about all the college kids who are in debt, and I think about people needing health care. And it's crazy to think that there are people out there who are hardcore against just life and love and the pursuit of happiness. They keep looking at it on, well, I mean, I want those things for me, but I'm not willing to let other people have them because they should be mine first. It's just a madness, you know? It's just a straight-up madness. Not in a good way. Not in a pursuance of something great. But in a... the fuck are you doing? Why are you wasting so much energy trying to hold back people from being anything and living anything and doing anything? They need more than just well wishes. They need food. They need medicine. They need the ability to be with their children and the ability to hold their valuables close to them. It's just strange. I keep hoping that I'm going to run across some people who I don't expect to be in agreement who are. It feels like there's such a stubbornness about some of the things that are going on today. It makes me think of like Basquiat and how he was this painter and he suffered and he was homeless and he was a drug addict and all these things were just madness and he didn't know what to do. And he ran away and he found himself and he suffered and he was sad. I just don't want that for myself. I want greatness. I'm all about finding my greatness. I want to make these things so powerful and so strong that it breaks down the barriers of anything that anyone's ever seen before. I just don't want to sacrifice myself in the process. What a wild world to live in. I think I started picking up the cameras again because I wanted to figure out a way to take a moment and hold on to it. The mid-brush stroke. 
every little piece of it moving and going through. It's funny how you move your hands when you talk, even on a podcast. (laughs) I don't know. I have all these ideas of all these things and projects that I want to do. And ultimately, I need to get a dry erase board and write them down and put them up so I can see them every day. So that I don't lose track of them. I keep adding things to the list. It's wild and crazy and weird and fun. But I need it to be more direct. Get in a paper boat, jump in the river, and sail towards the sun. episode. I hope you found it enjoyable and beautiful. Hope to see some of you at AwesomeCon. Please like, subscribe, (laughs) and leave a comment. Because it's like YouTube. You can totally do that. Um, No, just uh, if you know any people who need this, share it with them, please. It means a lot to me. This has been episode 77, I believe, of the Painter File Podcast. I'm your host, Shore Blake, saying ciao. Have a good one. Adios. Love you. Join Patreon. Bye. Painter out.